everybody, this is Nathan here with Jake, and you're about to listen to what we call Sound of Sanity 1.0. Now, Jake, what do we mean when we say Sanity 1.0? Well, Sound of Sanity was a show we'd been wanting to do for a really long time, and we'd never really seen our way clear to getting it off the ground. Right, so one day we decided the best way to get it off the ground was just to sit down, hit record, three friends talking into microphones. Since that time, the show has changed and grown a whole lot. The modern version of Sound of Sanity really began to develop around episode 34 on Jordan B. Peterson. Yeah, there's some stuff we're really proud of in this early iteration of this show and some stuff we're possibly, probably, maybe not so proud of. But there's some good stuff and we wanted to leave these up. Plus, we thought it'd be fun for people who know the current show to go back and see how far the show's come. Yeah, fun and maybe sometimes a little humbling. No doubt. Anyway, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review the current version of the show. That's right. And meanwhile, please enjoy this episode from the archives. You're now listening to the sound of sanity. This sound will continue for the duration of the program. Welcome to Sound of Sanity, everyone. This is Nathan Oberson, your humble and obedient host, joined by others. I, of course, am the creative director of Warhorn Media, and I am joined by, we'll do it in reverse order today, a special Thanksgiving treat, because we're so thankful for our production assistant, our engineer of sound. His name is Benjamin Q. Solzer. How are you doing, Ben? Doing good, Nathan. Happy Thanksgiving, Ben. Happy Thanksgiving week. Happy Thanksgiving week. And over there, we've got... He's the pastor who's a master of everything that his hand touches. The chief executive officer of Warhorn Media himself, the head honcho. There he is. He's Jacob Menzel. Happy Thanksgiving, Jake. Happy Thanksgiving, Nathan. Welcome to the show. Thank you. You're welcome. Welcome to the Sound of Sanity. Today we are talking about Thanksgiving, right, guys? Yeah. 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 Two days were the, on the eve of Thanksgiving Eve. Tomorrow would be Thanksgiving Eve, if you're listening to this on the day that it came out. The day after that would be the great holiday of Thanksgiving itself. And so that's what we're going to talk about today. Should Christians celebrate Thanksgiving? Well, that seems like a pretty obvious yes, right? Well, it seems like it because Christians should be full of Thanksgiving. And we should be full of Thanksgiving. But there's a problem. At least there's a potential problem, and that's that Thanksgiving is specifically about celebrating and thanking God for America. And the the more we think, the more you think about America, the more you should wonder what exactly should we be thankful for. Well, we are making America great again. I saw it on a hat (laughs) somebody was wearing. Not too long ago, making this great country great. Uh, So I guess we can be thankful for that. We could be thankful that our largest export is pornography. It gets more complicated when you consider what is the nature of the holiday we're actually celebrating that we call Thanksgiving. Where does it come from? What's the history? And what are we trying to be thankful for? And who are we trying to be thankful to? When you start to think about it and begin to open up are we being thankful to God for America? Are we being thankful to America for 
America? Where's that rooted sort of culturally? You've got the history of America, right? Some pretty questionable things about our past and how we came to be. That comes into play on the one hand. On the other hand, you've got the current state of America and how it is. And not just questionable things, but answerable. And the actively answer is wicked, wicked <laughs> detestable, bad, yeah, that's right. imperialist, abortion. Ah. We're a decadent and prosperous culture whose chief export is pornography. And all of that is built on the foundation of our murder of our unborn children. And we are telling people that they are entitled to do whatever they want, to be whatever they want, to spit on God's law and to, uh, that you can be any gender, you can be any whatever. Has there ever been a a more sexually decadent and murderous culture than modern America? And we're supposed to be thankful for that? Well, Well, that's the question. That's how do the we question. how do we deal and with where that? Where did Thanksgiving even come from? What's the history? What about all the indigenous peoples that used to live here and be thankful to have their own land and stuff? Right. There are people this year that will not be thankful for Thanksgiving because to them it will be oh, our people group was massacred or relocated or given nice European diseases or whatever. I mean, that, that's the nicest thing you could say we did was we accidentally brought some terrible diseases that their immune systems weren't ready for. So how are we supposed to handle that and deal with all of those tensions? Yeah, and, then, and then, of course, you've got the fact that you're going to go go have Thanksgiving with your Uncle Ted who gets drunk and your uh, Aunt Susie who's an uh, advocate for... Planned Parenthood. I mean, it's not American decadence is a big thing, but American decadence and wickedness will be represented by the actual people people that you have to deal with this Thanksgiving and by the wickedness in your own heart. And so can we be thankful for America? Like America has some real blessings. It, It also has things about it that are very wicked. Can we actually be Thank, can we say, dear Lord, I thank you that I live in America? Is that a legitimate sentence for a Christian to utter? And if it is, then is it okay to set aside a day and have it be the same day that people are celebrating all kinds of wicked things about America? Those are the questions. We're going to strive to bring you the answers today on Sound of Sanity so that you will feel maybe a little less insane about Thanksgiving. But first, fun fact about you, Ben! (laughs) (laughs) Oh, You are, uh, and this is true, I'm not saying this for any kind of humorous purposes, you are uh, 16th percent full-blooded Cherokee. (laughs) That's that's what I've been told. A 16th percent full-blooded, that's amazing. Yeah, that's right, that's right, yeah. It's pretty cool. It's really something I should look into. You know, I've been working on... I'm looking at my possible tribal benefits. The possible tribal benefits right, of right. being a Cherokee. As we know, as the great, uh, who t- was it Cher uh, that told us this? They took the whole Cherokee nation. They put you on a reservation. I don't remember if it's Cher or not. I don't think that was Cher because it was a man. But Cher kind of sounds like a man, so that mm-hmm. confuses the point. Yeah. But as we know, Cherokee nation... Cherokee tribe. But, I think I've ever heard that song. Wait, are you an Indian outlaw? <laughs> uh, no. Well, I'm pretty ignorant of my heritage. Full heritage. Ben, you need to, what I think you need to do as, yeah. a, as one sixteenth percent full blooded Cherokee native Cherokee. That's what I've been told. I haven't, you know, gone, done the research for myself. That's what my dad told me. And so th- trust my dad. Thanksgiving, you can trust your dad. Thanksgiving must be a very important holiday to you, Ben. 1942. Uh, in, in 1942, yeah. some jerk did something that wasn't important because Native Americans are people too. 
1492 whatever that was you remember when uh columbus sailed the ocean blue oh man there were the, the puritans were being persecuted by the the uh, great king george or whatever because he didn't like the he didn't think that they should wear buckles on their hats I and they wanted to wear <laughs> buckles on their hats and they said we will go to a country where we can where it's been a little while since I've read this. Yeah, yeah. This history. Yeah. I think you're you're definitely combining several strands of history. They Columbus. He wanted to wear a buckle on his hat. He was one of the Puritans. He wanted to wear a buckle on his hat, and he wanted to bury corn with dead fish. He wanted to do those two things, and and of course the church, big big government, big church. They were against it. So what did he do? But he hopped in his boat. He took his. Uh, <laughs> self <laughs> to the great country of Amerigo Vespucci the great three American... wives Nina, Pinta, and Santa Maria he <laughs> took those with him yes, this is the three beautiful daughters Nina, Pinta, and Santa Maria who were of course kidnapped by the evil Tecumseh <laughs> <laughs> took him and so what 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 recourse had had uh old Christopher Columbus but to team up with William Bradford wow yeah <laughs> <laughs> but I like this one. They almost uh, there's that rock. You remember the rock that the oh, yeah, Nina yeah, almost yeah. crashed on Pride Rock, whatever it was. Right. Uh, Pocahontas was gonna about to uh, hit a guy over the head with a rock on on whatever that. What is that? What is that rock called? Plymouth. Plymouth Rock. Plymouth Rock. Yes. Pride Rock is from the Lion King. <laughs> But Thank you for straightening, straightening the, out that one fact that he got wrong so far. You're right. That's right. That's the, only, that's the only thing that we need to correct. So basically, Ben, you you look to your heritage. You think about the three, uh, the Nina, the Pinta, the Santa Maria, the three beautiful daughters of William Bradford, the fish that they used to bury uh, with corn, the buckles on the hats that they wanted to wear. And you think that heritage is for me. I, I want to wear a buckle on my hat. Well, sure, yeah, the, the, the pilgrim in me says that, but the Native American in me says something different. You're at war, a man that's at war with himself. Right. He's right. got a little pilgrim, a little, and a... Right. Uh, Actually, I'm not sure if there's really any pilgrim in there at all, but... But you got a little Indian in your yeah, cupboard. Yeah, there, there we go. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> that's a reference to a book named The Indian in the Cupboard. <laughs> I've read that book. Yeah, I did too. Uh, what happened was, and I'm sure this was very meaningful to you as a 16% full-blooded indigenous uh, Cherokee, th- th- he put an action figure in his uh, cupboard. It actually transported the soul of an indigenous American into this action figure and made him into a real little dude. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and there were a lot of sequels, too. There were a lot of sequels. I only read the first two or three. Yeah. And then I gave up. And that's uh, the story of my homeschooling education. Mm. So what you do is, I think you need to write a letter and tell them you want your rights. You, you want, uh, you want uh, America to give you a squaw. A squaw. I don't think that the federal government is handing those out anyway. <laughs> <laughs> is the federal government not handing out squaws? <laughs> there, no, not not. So, I mean, plus I have to I have to do a lot of paperwork to prove you know that I'm. Well, I have to prove to the Cherokee Nation that I belong to them. I haven't done any of that yet. So you do that paperwork, Ben. You circle yeah. the wagons of that paperwork. No, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna do that. I, we we don't circle the wagons. It's not. That's a. It's like a pilgrim sort of thing but they didn't even have wagons wagons came later yeah (laughs) (laughs) it's been a little while since i've studied this stuff 
And that concludes a fun fact about Ben Solzer. Hey, guys, let's talk about our baggage. What kind of baggage? We've already heard so much about both Ben and Mai's baggage. but And Ben and Mai's. How would the grammar on that work? Ben... Ben's and, and mine. mine. Ben's and mine baggage. Ben's, Ben's and mine and my baggage. baggage. Ben's and my baggage. Ben's baggage and my own. Yeah. We've already heard a lot about... Be- uh, no, it would be like Sue and Johnny's baggage, so it's Ben and my baggage. Ben and my baggage. We've already heard All about right, Ben and my baggage. Sure, ben, what, uh, what, 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 what do you actually remember about Thanksgiving? Uh, do you like Thanksgiving? Uh, Are you a Thanksgiving fan? Uh, I like it a lot, Nathan, but just because I associate it with good times with family, going to see a bunch of cousins and aunts and uncles and eating a big meal with them. It was always fun growing up. So I don't think I gave it much thought. It just, that was what it was. You, you go see your grandparents and you eat a big meal. What's not like about that? So you never felt any sort of tension about... Tension? Uh, no. What are we being thankful for and who are we being thankful to and all this kind of... No, no. I don't know that I was that thankful either. I just liked eating a big meal and hanging out with my cousins. See, in the, uh, so I watch... don't think I gave it much thought in any direction. I suppose that makes sense. Did you watch the Mason's Day Parade? Big Garfield? Sometimes, yeah. Yeah. Football? Football fan? No, not really. So it's just like you go, yeah. you, you see your family, eat some turkey. That's it. You like the turkey? Uh, Yeah, I like turkey. Not a big turkey fan myself. Smoked, smoked turkey. Thanks pretty awesome. One of the most overrated meals, perhaps the most overrated meal in the uh, calendar year eh, of yeah. the average American. Well, you wouldn't have said that if you ate with us because our meal is really good. If you what? If you ate with us, you wouldn't say that, because it was really good. <sighs> well. But maybe you just don't like Thanksgiving dishes. I don't know. I don't know. We'll you find guys out. guys in the Midwest, you know, we ate, we had me- our meals in Mississippi, so it's mm. these southern, southern stuff that uh, other people, like, I've never seen a turnip casserole outside of my family's Thanksgiving dinner, but it's like a recipe down there. It's really good. I've never seen a turnip, turnip casserole either. Yeah. I know. I'm feeling pretty thankful about that. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> it's delicious. I on the list of things I'm thankful for. I've never seen a turnip castle. Jake, casserole. Jake, what's your Thanksgiving baggage? Thanksgiving for us was always just a lot of food and a lot of football and some fun. The only real, if there was any drama, it was that I went to three different Thanksgiving meals on Thanksgiving Day as a mm. kid. And it was getting there on time and people maybe being a little upset about being places on time. But yeah, so... Three good meals. I am not a fan of the turkey. I've had it done many different ways. The only way that it is uh, acceptable to me is deep fried turkey. Now, that's delicious. That's hmm. worth having. It was always deep fried dirt. Anything. I mean, deep fried anything. Yeah, but deep fried turkey is delicious. But my, my favorite Thanksgiving meat, uh, aside from thanks, uh, from a deep fried turkey, would be ham. So ham is good. Not so much the dry, nasty oh. turkey. Oh. But So, yeah, it was just... Kind of, I guess, classic American football food, and maybe we play football in the yard. Sounds like you, like Ben, didn't you? You haven't didn't feel a lot of angst about Thanksgiving. Nah, America, man, yeah, America, America, awesome food. America, America means food and football and family drama, and that's what we had every Thanksgiving. <laughs> the three F's. <laughs> food, football, and family drama. Well, uh, we had food, football, and family drama. I wasn't so interested in the football particularly, but uh, we certainly had all three of them going on on any given Thanksgiving. We'd uh, usually go to my aunt's house or, or, or something along those lines. I probably, of the three of us in this room, have felt the most 
angst about Thanksgiving just in terms of like, why are we celebrating this thing? Like, I get we're supposed to have thankful hearts to God. I get that we're supposed to be thankful, but the holiday, the whole holiday season has just always seemed like a little bit of a a little bit of a shroud. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's actually the most depressing time of the year. It's when everything's turning cold and stupid daylight savings comes along in October and suddenly it's getting dark at five o'clock yeah. and it's just a depressing time of the year. And uh, I just remember enjoying the holiday season until about age 13 or 14. I don't know exactly where the cutoff was, but at a certain point, I became cynical about it. To this day, I would say, we'll, we'll, we'll see by the end of the episode how truly cynical I am. But I think the holidays are hard. I think the holidays are hard in general. And I think Thanksgiving is the first one that really hits that just reminds you of how hard it is because you've got family drama, which really is no fun and hurts. And you've got the pressure of living up to the expectations of having fun and generally speaking got in any given situation the alcohol is flowing that can lead to some interesting situations of course to this day i will i will will put this out there to this day on thanksgiving day on christmas day i will oftentimes arrange to work on those days just to not have to think about it and i will oftentimes whether i feel that this is an appropriate response or whether it's one that I need to take to God and sort of repent of and and try and process, I get depressed. I get depressed on the 25th of December and I get depressed on whatever day Thanksgiving falls on, the last Thursday of the month of November. Fourth. Fourth. We actually have five this November and so it's weird to have a Thursday in November after Thanksgiving, but we have it. it uh, It's like my sins... The sins of our country, the sins of, you know, the, just the general decadence that we live in, all these things just feel magnified out of proportion. And then you put them up against what the holiday is supposed to represent and the sweetness and the light hallmark miasma that we're all supposed to toe the line and believe in and create for ourselves and create for our families. And it's just like, it, it feels hypocritical, you know. A lot of times you'll go and see family members who you don't like, laugh at their jokes that you don't think are funny, and you'll try and put your game face on and be happy, and everyone will kind of be talking about stuff that doesn't matter, talking around the fact that nobody likes anybody and America is not that great. And sure, we have things to be thankful for, but really a lot of it, the stuff that we have to be thankful for is not what's represented right now in this charade of a... Uh, Thanksgiving. Yeah, I mean, that that really does set up the problem. So what are we supposed to be thankful for? Are we supposed to be thankful for football? Well, our country is actually fighting over football. (laughs) Even even football Mm -hmm. right now we're fighting over. We're supposed to be thankful for our families. Well, like you said, you know, the divorce rate's 50%. We have a ton of broken homes and we're all trying to, to, to pull things together and create this illusion of Ha- 1950s family happiness, right. <laughs> right? And we live in a country where there's no fault divorce and where there are 1,500 babies murdered every day and our chief export is pornography and everybody else in the in the world knows us for our bombs. And I think those things are starting <laughs> to sharp relief. You go and you see your family and it's like, oh, there's the cousin that's uh, definitely addicted to pornography. There's the person that had an abortion. There's the person. It's like all those things you suddenly get thrown in your face. And right at the moment that they're thrown in your face, you have to pretend like 
Everything's great. Everything's great. And, and so... Pass the gravy and <laughs> yay America yay. and yay family. Yeah. <laughs> Showing the cracks in the foundation, man. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. Is this something we really want to celebrate? And then, you know, then you have uh, people out there that, and they're not exactly wrong to make this point, but so what exactly are we celebrating the massacre of the natives? Right. <laughs> you know, are we celebrating the conquests of the white man? What are right. we... We were having a little fun with it earlier, but I mean, honestly, Rush Limbaugh can write as many children's books as he wants. It wasn't cool. (laughs) What happened? (laughs) There are some pretty nice things about Western civilization, air conditioning and uh, books and... (laughs) <laughs> stuff, stuff, stuff like that. Hygiene, sanitation. You know, I, I, I'm not going to say, look, we're, 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 let's just rip this Band-Aid out, off right now. I don't think we're going to solve the problem of Western, <laughs> the white man's burden today. Right. Um, but a lot of it was wicked. And the point of bringing it up is there's a whole lot of baggage associated with Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. How are we supposed to navigate that as as Christians? Uh, and can we actually celebrate thanksgiving in any kind of good conscience or should we just be thankful every day and not try and create or try and give in to some american holy day that we've been told is important let's just be thankful and go to church and do our jobs and you want to eat turkey on late in late november i guess that's okay but this this whole thanksgiving thing ben nathan i understand you have some facts facts yeah well i guess i do what kind of facts do you want, Nathan? Thanksgiving lots facts. Of facts. Oh, right. <laughs> well, Thanksgiving. Look, if we're going to talk about yeah. Thanksgiving, we need to know what we're talking about. So, Well, okay. What is the real context for this holiday, this holy day? So we tie our current holiday of Thanksgiving back to events in the Plymouth Colony in 1621, when the pilgrims there were celebrating a good harvest. As I understand it, they were, they were firing their guns... Kind of like we would... Kind of like I do every Thanksgiving. Kind of like Jake does every Thanksgiving. <laughs> so it was part of their part of their celebration. Uh, the Wampanoag tribe, who they had a treaty with, it, that's, that's the tribe that Squanto was from. Or, sure. And the Wampanoag came down to investigate because a bunch of guns are firing. These folks you have a treaty with, you don't know what's going on. Are they under attack? Are we, do we have to fulfill our obligation to protect them? What's going on? They went down and no... We're just eating some food, uh, and you're a heavily armed Indian tribe. Hi, would you like some food too? Yeah, sure. Well, there's not enough food for you, so so we'll send out men to get some more. And so it's kind of, it wasn't like they were invited to a Thanksgiving meal. It was like, yeah, they kind of ended up eating together. And so the, the pictures, the, the popular paintings we see about Indians and settlers sitting down together on purpose, are not really true. I mean, things were kind of uneasy, but there was there was peace between the Wampanoag tribe, and they didn't eat any turkey. No turkey. No turkey. No turkey, no football. What? Completely un-American. Was yeah. there a giant inflatable Garfield? It's lots of, like, uh, there venison, duck, goose, which, by the way, goose is pretty awesome, fish, Probably some maize, some corn, maybe eels. I don't know. Squanto, Squanto helped the settlers catch eels so that they could survive. So it was just a weird time. You know, you think about being in a foreign place, a new foreign place, which the Plymouth Colony was to the, to the pilgrims. You have all these Indians around, and there's a lot more of them 
you have all these Native Americans around and there's a lot <laughs> there's a lot more of them than there are of you. And so if when you find Native peoples who are going to help you, who are willing to make a treaty with you, who aren't going to attack you, you can talk with their chief, you can reason with them, they'll help you plant corn, they'll help you forage for food and survive. That's extremely valuable, and it, but it's also precarious. You don't really know what's going to happen. If you read uh, Mort's Relation, which is like a collection of journals and letters written mostly by Edward Winslow, one of those colonists, and I think probably part of it was written by William Bradford, the government, the governor at the time, then you, you get the sense, like, they're just hanging on by a thread. Like, people are dying here and there, or they're almost dying, and we're looking for food, and we're even willing to dig up Indian graves in search of corn, just so that we don't starve to death. Yeah, so that's the kind of time it was. There is some dispute about whether we shouldn't trace Thanksgiving to some other some other days, or Thanksgiving could have been a fast, <laughs> just a, a worship celebration that didn't involve eating a bunch of food. Could have been a religious celebration carried on by the French and Spanish colonists hundreds of years before. Thanksgiving is kind of a generic term. Right. So there again, even historically, it sounds like you have real tensions. You have real people doing real work that's really difficult and living real tension. And it wasn't just this sanctimonious hallmark thing. Sounds like you're not saying it was a sanctimonious hallmark thing. Not really. No. Yeah. It was like an, it was, will we survive? That kind of a thing. And, (laughs) And then this harvest celebration was, man, we've survived. Let's, let's have a meal. Let's fire our guns. And somehow we've gotten from that to basically a day where we celebrate our affluence, where we get together in the biggest house that a relative has and watch TV and watch big giant parade and uh, watch some football and yeah, eat a bunch of food and not 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 a lot of fasting that goes on. on not generally. The day of of Thanksgiving. No, not so much. I've got a fun Thanksgiving fact, which is that. Uh, sometime in the late, or the, no, 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 in the earliest 20th century, they tr- the government, for whatever reason, d- tried to move it. That's not really that fun of a fact. They, they moved the date. <laughs> what happened? Nah, well, it would be more fun if I remembered the uh, details. I just know if you've ever watched memory of that. If you've ever watched the movie Holiday Inn, if you'll remember the movie, Bing Crosby has a song for every holiday because his inn is only open on the holidays and there's a joke in that movie where you see a calendar every time it goes to a new holiday we see a calendar and the camera zooms to the next holiday and um when we see thanksgiving there's a little turkey on the thursday and the turkey becomes animated and he actually runs to the third thursday and then he looks around and gets all harried and then runs back to the fourth thursday and that was a piece of topical humor which goes completely over the heads of everyone watching Holiday Inn now, but it has to do with the fact that the government decided to, for whatever reason, move Thanksgiving to the third Thursday, and then everybody hated it, and they moved it back to the fourth Thursday. <laughs> Weird. <laughs> so it was that, that was like trending on Twitter, the Twitter of 19, the 1940s. Made it into a movie. <laughs> <laughs> Made it into a movie. And if you watch Holiday Inn, you'll see that's uh, one of many fascinating things about the film Holiday Inn. Um, <laughs> so there you go. There are other fascinating <laughs> things about that movie. <laughs> I've seen that one. So a couple other things. Yeah. One, technically, it's possible that they had turkey just because it says they had fowl. Okay, so wild turkey, maybe, but definitely a lot of venison. Right. Now, Ben, you mentioned the Wampanoag. Are they still around? They are. This, I don't know when this article was written. This is on Indian Country Today. 
Oh, it's written back in 2011. Okay. So as of 2011, the Wampanoag of, were still around, and do they, do they celebrate around? the fine holiday of Thanksgiving? And if so, what do they think about it? Well, okay, so there's four to 5,000 of them, apparently, and this guy says that Thanksgiving is a day of mourning for Native people and for the Wampanoags. And so at noon on Thanksgiving, hundreds of Native people, I'm just quoting now, from around the country gather at Coles Hill, which overlooks Plymouth Rock, for the National Day of Mourning. It's an annual tradition started in 1970 when Wampanoag Wamsuda, or Frank James, was invited by the Commonwealth of Massachusetts to give a speech at an event celebrating the 350th anniversary of the Pilgrim's arrival, and then disinvited after the event organizers discovered his speech was one of outrage over the atrocities and broken promises his people endured. On the Wampanoag welcoming and having friendly relations with the pilgrims, James wrote in his undelivered speech, This action by Massasoit, Massasoit was the Wampanoag chief who made a treaty with the pilgrims, was perhaps our biggest mistake. We, the Wampanoag, welcomed you, the white man, with open arms, little knowing that it was the beginning of the end. <laughs> so, not a happy day for them. Yep. And once again, we're not going to be able to completely solve that problem. Maybe we'll do another episode down the line of Sound of Sanity to talk a little bit more about that kind of thing. I think it would be a very uh, interesting topic to discuss. But you, you should be aware as you uh, watch your Macy's Day parade and you uh, eat your uh, turkey and all that, there, there's an entire group of people gathering for a day of mourning because of what your ancestors did to their ancestors. Or if you're a Wampanoag person listening to this or a Native American, then what we did to you. So uh, there's that. So I guess we can't really dance around it anymore. What, are, what, what, what should we do with the holiday of Thanksgiving? What do you think, Jake? So a couple of things. Let's start by asking the question, should Christians be thankful? Answer is, of course, yes. Of course. Is it wrong to set aside a day of any kind to give thanks to God? We see people doing that in Scripture all the time. Right. Right. And so here we are today in a country that has a complicated past Mm -hmm. and a complicated present. And that's never not been true of any country, in any place, in any time. Is there a way where we can... Are there things for us to be thankful for? Are there things for us to be thankful for about our country, about the country that we live in? If there are things to be thankful for, shouldn't we be thankful for them? And is it wrong to set aside a day to do that? I think that that's the way we have to approach the question. That's the question we want to ask today in this episode is, can Christians be... Can we be thankful for America, basically, right? That's really it, Given the atrocities that we committed, given our shady past, given everything that's happened, and given the immense amounts of evil that go on in our country today and every day, it's not just... And, and, and the you know that's sort of represented when when I when I say that I go to my family and you know we have this family baggage it's all American family baggage you know it's all yep. pornography and alcoholism and the sins of an affluent wicked decadent. lazy decadent country I'm supposed to be thankful for something in there so what's what's the answer well your grandfather who fought in World War II or Viet or Korea and who gave a speech every Thanksgiving was not wrong when he said there are countries all over the world that don't have the things that we have. Countries in all times and places where Christians have never had the freedom to worship God the way that we have the freedom to worship God here, who have never had the freedom to speak their mind or to stand in opposition to the political powers that be the way that we have those freedoms. Those freedoms, however they were acquired, acquired, whatever means they came by, are still God's gift. They still come to us from the hand of God. Wait, but if somebody means something for evil, God can't mean it for good, can he? (laughs) 
if only you weren't quoting scripture right there, <laughs> right? And we have that precedent set all from the book of Genesis on. It's great to go there because Joseph's brothers sold him into slavery. God meant that for good for Joseph and for Joseph's brothers and Joseph's family. Are they supposed to be thankful that Joseph's brothers sold him into slavery? Well, yes and no, right? Like not thankful for the means, but thankful for what God did. Thankful that, yeah, that ultimately... I'm even going to go ahead and say yes, even thankful that Joseph's brothers sold him into slavery, right? It was a wicked thing, not to be celebrated in and of itself, but when considered by God's design, then yeah, it's something to be thankful for. And we see that kind of thing all throughout Scripture, where bad things happen, and God, in his sovereign will, turns them for good and orchestrated them for good, and there are things that we ought to be thankful for. And, the, and for better or worse, we're, we're sitting in a room uh, that is conditioned space. It's warm inside while it's cold outside. We're in a, a church building that is massive. And nobody's coming to take the church away from us. Nobody's coming to throw us in jail. Nobody's coming and telling us we have to use a certain liturgy or we can't worship this way. Uh, we're speaking into expensive microphones and doing our best to to build God's kingdom. In our, in our own little way, and it's amazing. Very few places in the world do you have that kind of freedom and ability, both financially and politically. And it's a historical no- anomaly. Very few places in the world have people ever had that kind of freedom. Absolutely. It's an amazing thing that God has done. And it may be crumbling, and, and, and it may be going away. And if so, it's a part of God's judgment on our nation for all of the things that we should not be thankful for. But then there will rise things that other people down the line ought to be thankful for, Lord willing. So I think that the impulse to reject the celebration of Thanksgiving, it comes from a good place. It comes from recognizing and beginning to recognize the sin of Americanism and and the sin of state worship and all of the hypocrisy of, of our culture. On the one hand, but on the other hand, I think it's a it's a it's a little immature because it, it's sort of wanting to have clean hands and and to only celebrate things that are a hundred percent pure. The world isn't that way. And we talked about this. We talk about this kind of thing all the time on the show. We talked about it in the Factory Farm Meats episode, for goodness sake. Should I be happy about the wool sweater that I'm wearing? How did we get the wool? How did we get the you know, I I don't know the answer to all those questions, but I was able to buy a wool sweater for not a lot of money and wear it and it keeps me warm and dry like that's Mm -hmm. nice shouldn't i be thankful for that yeah i think my instinct has always been to answer the question that question no and i think it's wrong of me well here i'll 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 tell you how i feel and then you can tell me whether you think it's right or wrong how i always feel is i am a child of the kingdom of heaven and i am not tethered to any particular time or place i'm part of the church eternal that is my home that is my kingdom. America is here. America will be gone. It's not important to to even really stop and give thanks for it. Is to deny the reality of your heavenly citizenship. To not to not to deny the reality of the larger, uh, more spiritual things that I should actually be thankful for. I think that that's absolutely true and right, but not to the exclusion of also being thankful for the real, actual things that God has given you. It's a false dichotomy. It's absolutely right. Our citizenship is in heaven. It's not here on earth. It's not to America. We're citizens of the kingdom of God. Uh, The Apostle Paul teaches that very clearly and very plainly, and then the Apostle Paul unashamedly uses his Roman citizenship to his advantage and celebrates his ability, his freedoms— 
for, that come from being a Roman citizen. Whenever and however he can, he uses that for the good of the kingdom of God and is thankful for that. Holds, that, holds, holds those cards in his hand, and I cannot imagine him not giving thanks to God that he has those cards in his hand as he travels throughout the Roman Empire and is able to say, you can't throw me in jail, I'm a Roman citizen. Without trial, you kidding me? Or wait until he gets thrown in jail without trial and, and then say, you know, you, you guys are setting yourself up for, to be in a lot of trouble. You just did all this stuff. I'm a Roman citizen, right? Like he uses that card really well. It would blow my mind if the Apostle Paul never gave thanks that God gave him that mm-hmm. freedom and that ability as a Roman citizen, yeah. as a citizen of a decadent, wicked, awful country, imperialist, empire, yeah. imperialist like. empire, <laughs> right? Which yeah. murdered a ton of its babies. Right. Yeah. I mean, not to put too fine a point on it, but debauched sexually debauched. A greater point, maybe even than we are, though. I don't know about that, but. Yeah, well. Definitely pretty sexually debauched either way. And just yeah. the same, created all kinds of opportunities uh, spread a common language, uh, developed a road system that the Apostle Paul would use and travel on that would allow uh, the missionaries of the early church and the Apostle Paul in particular, the ability to go all over the place by foot or by sea, sea lanes, and speak to people in a common tongue about the one true God. Tell me he wasn't thankful for all of those things. And so here we are in America, and America is not that different from the Roman Empire, as we've already drawn the lines, sexually debauched, murdering their children, Every country known to man has offered their children to Molech. And America is no different. Rome was no different. And that's not to excuse it. The wicked thing. It's the something so evil it did not enter into the mind of God, right? It's what he says. And it was something that will not be excused on the day of judgment. But just the same, here we are in a country where we can come, we can gather, we can worship every Sunday, and we can worship according to our consciences. And we can sit in a Sunday school room and speak into a can the message that we have will go across the world. Yeah, it seems to me, like we talked about in Factory Farmed Meats, uh, it's very easy to be, we didn't say it like this, but it's very easy to be proud of your citizenship in heaven to the exclusion of all else. But you still have to live into this in this world. And what you see across scripture is a, I want to say almost a cheerful pragmatism about that. Render unto Caesar what is Caesar's. Uh, you know, Paul says, pray for peace. That's Paul, right? Yep. And you see Daniel and all these different dudes in the Old Testament living under different wicked regimes and just doing their best, honoring God, not giving in to the idolatry, calling for repentance, but also not saying, I live outside, you know, I am not a son, I am not an Israelite because Israel is wicked right now. I don't, I'm not going to work for the Assyrian or Babylonian king because they are, no, you just do what you have to to get by. You're thankful for the good things that, and, 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 you know, there's a certain, there's a way of super spiritualizing it, I think, that is simply not what we see in scripture. Yeah. And if, if your family Thanksgiving celebration requires you to bow down three times before the American flag or something like that, you can stand with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and say no. But there's really no good reason to not just be thankful to God for all of the good things that he's, he's done. Just like many men have been thankful and willing, many men better than you and me have been willing to set aside time to give thanks to God for benefits he's given them because of the country they live in and what God has done to establish space for his kingdom to grow and flourish um, in those places. <laughs> well, Jake, you make a fair point, and, 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 and I dare say, Ben, we do have a lot to be thankful for. Yes. In this great country of America, 
I pulled this thing up in Wikipedia. There's like a lot of verses. Oh, beautiful for Patriot Dream. Uh, the Ap- Alabaster. I've never City. sung that one even. Well, guys, the Devil's Advocacy Alarm just went off the DW. I sung it in church. You have. Whoa. <laughs> well, there. Well, that is a good lead into the Devil's Advocacy Alarm, which just you went bet it off. Is. The DAA, that means someone has to play the devil's advocate and argue for the opposite position. So, Jake, we've been saying what? We've been saying America ha- is wicked. We've been saying America is wicked and also America is kind of great. And uh, that is God's gift to us, and we should be thankful for that. And we should not be ashamed to celebrate those good things. Only a snobby super spiritualism would be ashamed to celebrate the good things that God has given us here and now, but someone is going to have to argue for the opposite position. And I can think of no mm. man more suited to the task than Benjamin Sulcer, the devil incarnate, Whoa. the Thanksgiving <laughs> hater himself. Yeah. yeah, well, now that I've looked into some of the facts of the matter, I realize that Thanksgiving is about broken promises and the slaughter of American indigenous peoples. I mean, that's just that's just the history of it. Did uh, did William Bradford end up keeping that treaty? Did the did the American government end up government end up honoring its treaties with American Indians? I don't think so. Why sh- why should they be thankful? They don't have a good reason to celebrate Thanksgiving. I mean, they're right. It's a day of mourning from their perspective. And for us, we live on their land. We get fat and rich. We eat our turkey and celebrate our f- our football games, and that's kind of disgusting. Uh, I mean, and that's that's just uh, that's that's just context. That's not even thinking about what else America is. Like you guys said, pornography and abortion and whatever big empires have have always been. But even if you want to make some argument that we should still be thankful, like like the Israelites had to be thankful when they were taken captive by Nebuchadnezzar, then, well, what are you going to do about the holiday of Thanksgiving itself? Why do you at least... Well, the Israelites have actually celebrated the Babylonian Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They had their own holidays, which God gave them for good reasons. But Thanksgiving is just kind of a, a lie. It's a holiday, if I may join you in your devilry. Please. It's a holiday of Thanksgiving to the American gods. You're gonna, we're going to see all kinds of politicians, and they're going to give prayers. And they might say the word God. They probably, many of them won't say Jesus Christ. But they will say they are praying to something called God. And what will they really be praying for? I mean, come on. Anybody knows they, they, they don't believe in God. They're, they're just, they're just th- they, they are, quote, unquote, thankful to the God that is America. They are praying to their idols, their idols of wealth, their idols of self-choice, determinism, choice, wealth, the ability to just do whatever you want. That's, that's basically what America has become. 
whether there might have been some good mixed in there. That's that's basically what we're promised now by the Disney Corporation and all the big corporations that run our country is you believe in yourself, you can do whatever you want as long as you sort of don't hurt people. But what does that even mean? Uh, really, you can just be as debauched as you want. You can uh, d- decide what gender you're, you are. You can do whatever you want, be whatever you want with no reference to the holy God because America is the God and America is freedom, quote unquote, which is really just freedom not to obey God, but freedom from the law of God. It is the ability to sin more that grace may abound. That's that's really all that America's given us. Forget about that. I mean, the, the historical baggage is bad. It's terrible. It's wicked. But even just forgetting about that, you look at America now, what's so great about it? Sure, it's nice that we're in a air-conditioned uh, or in a whatever the opposite of... It's nice that it's cold outside and it's warm in here, but it's cold outside and warm in here so that we can sin more in here. I mean, who cares? We're wealthy. Great. Wonderful. Yeah, God really puts a lot of stock in wealth. Um, <laughs> he really seems to enjoy that <laughs> in the Bible. He really, he really respects that a lot. Um, <laughs> the writers of scripture are really all over themselves, really enamored, <laughs> enamored with, them. with <laughs> people who have lots of stuff. Um. <laughs> yeah, to, to really kind of close that out, if I can just jump on the devil's oh, sure. wagon here, <laughs> it really comes down to, okay, so at the end of the day, America really is terrible. America is wicked. And are you a citizen of America? Are you a citizen of the kingdom of God? This is what If I were the devil, I would say, this is what you guys on the show are always trying to do. Always trying to find ways to hold hands with your idols and make peace with the world and make peace with especially whatever decadent habits remain in you, whatever worldliness remains in you, whatever allows you the ability to get by without making a stink. Yeah, let's be honest. The the shtick on Sound of Sanity is we all feel a lot of tension about something. Uh, It turns out we really can't resolve that tension, so uh, I guess... We'll just kind of have to kind of deal, live with the tension, live with the tension. And so you're trying to carve out space for yourselves where you can go to your family gatherings, not witness to cousin Susie who had an abortion or uncle Ernie who's getting drunk, feel, feel better about yourself, eat your Thanksgiving turkey, watch your football, watch football, feel better about yourself and, and tell, you know, baptize this pagan holiday, just like you did with Halloween, by the way, (laughs) baptize this pagan holiday in celebration of the gods who destroy the little children and export pornography, it, wave your holy water around and call it good and, and wipe your hands and say, see, look, nobody's hands are clean. And, and so let's just... Sin more that grace may abound. When in reality, what God tells his people to do in places and situations like this is come out from them and be separate and be holy. That's really what you should be doing. You should be iconoclasts about everything that stands for Americanism, because Americanism is death and destruction, and it is going to be judged by God, and you will be swept away with America if you want to keep, if you keep identifying with her this way. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. <laughs> uh, this is usually the part of the show where we do like a sort of sarcastic, like, oh, no, the devil's got us. But I don't even want to do that because I think like, oh, I don't know. Maybe devil's got his point, right? The devil does have his point. I still want to counter the devil. I think the devil does have his point and we should give the devil his due. Mm-hmm. I think the devil had his point in the Halloween episode and we sure. should give the devil his due there, too. At the same time, 
a little unfair that we call him the devil, by the way. <laughs> but uh, that's As okay. he represents uh, 33% of our listeners, uh, <laughs> in, including us. Mm-hmm. 50% of the time, <laughs> right. as reason we're able to make these arguments. And mm-hmm. it be, is because it is a part of the tension that we feel, feel and are trying to live with by faith. What I want to come back to is, yeah, all of that stuff is true, including the fact that I want to carve out space for myself to avoid some family drama and find a way to make it okay to celebrate Thanksgiving. I don't want to deny that that's a reality. On the other hand, I think it would be crass crude wickedness to deny God the thanks for all of the things that we do enjoy. And I don't have any problem taking a pagan holiday that is meant to set up in in worship and praise of America and, and to be able to step back and say, America is wicked for all of these reasons, and it is great for all of these reasons. And Father, thank you so much for the many good things that you have given us to take the occasion of this holiday that's meant to be set aside for, let's go ahead and take it that far, for pagan worship, and say, no, on this day, I will give thanks to God. This is what Christians do. We take things like this, and we turn them upside down. And that's what the cross does. It takes (laughs) death, and it turns it upside down. I think if we're going to build something, if we're going to, to try to lead our families and our churches to repentance, this is how we do it. We take things, and we turn them upside down. And what what I don't want to do is become a super spiritual curmudgeon who sits off in the corner and is just grumpy with everything that... I, listen, that's just not the way that this works. It's just not the way that this works. The Apostle Paul could could have been like, man, I live in a crappy, wicked time and place, and I should throw away my Roman citizenship because I... I no, no. We're citizens of one of the greatest countries that has ever been, one of the biggest and greatest empires has ever been. And with great big empires come great big sins and great big displays of decadence and decay and decline. And we're in a part, we're in the decline and fall of the American empire. We're amid the decadence that has sprung up from the prosperity that has sprung up in large part from the fruitful, faithful, hard work of godly people who were before us. They sowed seeds, and those seeds blossomed. There are a lot of great things that came of it, and some of the fruit is beginning to rot. I am so grateful I am raising my family here, and not in Canada, and not in Mexico, and not in England, and not in Germany, not in the Czech Republic or Austria. Wherever my roots go back, those are the places they go back. Ireland, Scotland, my wife, England, France, Scotland, Ireland. I had, I'm so grateful my kids are being raised here. And that's, that's, in, that's in the West, like not to mention the East. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, honestly, s- sorry. Mm-hmm. God has done amazing things. And, and he's done them, by and large, not so much through the blood of our soldiers, but through the blood of the martyrs. I'm thankful for that. And I'm thankful for the seeds that they have sown. And I'm thankful that they blossomed into this experiment called America, and it was mingled with all kinds of wicked, rationalistic, enlightenment sin, rejection of God, and yet God somehow managed, somehow managed, it's like he's God or something, <laughs> right, to, to, to give us this country where we have the freedom of conscience that we have, where we have the freedom to assemble and to worship. And even if the time is running out on that, I'm still going to be thankful to him for it. 
And I'm, I'm still going to come to the Feast of America and say, well, y'all meant it for evil, but God meant it for good. And I think that that's, I think that's the faithful right response. So give the devil his due, but... And that's not you waving your hands and making all the tension go away. There are people that are sacrificing to Moloch, and there are people that will be worshiping Moloch, I mean, to take the analogy to its logical farthest point, on Thanksgiving. And it's wicked, it's detestable, it's wrong. But I'm thankful for the opportunity to deal with that tension and to have a day called Thanksgiving where... I'm reminded, even if let's say let's say it just is a wicked pagan holiday, I'm reminded that I have to be thankful to God, which is something that I I think about so rarely, you know? I mean, so often when I say my prayers, they are, you know, dear Lord, please bless Warhorn Media, please do this, please do that. I have to actively remind myself every day, be thankful. If I'm praying aloud, then I know that the formula is I've got to throw, you know, if there's other people listening, I have to throw a few thanks before I ask God for whatever it is I want. But Mm -hmm. if I'm just praying on my way to work or while I'm doing something, or if I'm just praying from my heart, there's so little in me that is thankful to God. And so it's just great to be reminded of that. It's great to have to think about what I am thankful for. And I am thankful for being in a warm room, and I am thankful for religious freedom, and I am thankful for the riches and the good things and and the affluence and the ability to get podcasts out and to have heat and electricity and internet. Material blessings aren't worth much, but they are good things, and God gave them to us. And what do you think, Ben? You going to celebrate the great American holiday of Thanksgiving this year? I guess I will, Nathan. I guess I will. (laughs) (laughs) And I'll be thankful. Well, I'm thankful for you guys that we get to do this great program every week. And I'm thankful for the fun game that we're about to play, which is, oh, it's the alphabet, alphabetical word association thankfulness game. We, We have to all go around the room. In in alphabetical order, like I'll say something that starts with A, Ben will have to say something that starts with B, Jake will have to say something that starts with C, and it's got to be things that we're thankful for. I'll start. I'm thankful for fine Apple products. (laughs) (laughs) Let's see if we start with F. All right, whatever. Uh, I'm thankful for the beach. (laughs) Cheese. (laughs) Dunkin' Donuts. (laughs) Eggplant. Family. Uh, Games like this one. (laughs) Hot pot. Ice cream. Oh boy, am I thankful. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh, Hey, it's Arnold, the TV show. (laughs) It's the only H I could think of. Never seen that program. Okay. (laughs) Uh, Indian food. (laughs) Lucy. Wait. No. No. You're you're K. What? Wait. He did H. I did I. What happened? Oh, no. We failed at the alphabet. <laughs> <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. He did H. I, did wait, I, a, B, C, D, E. E, F, G, H, I. Wait, A, B, C, D, G, E, F. F. I did F, G, G, H. I did I with ice cream That's already. right. He was supposed to do J, but you did H. Oh, sorry. Okay, J. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I'm thankful for... Juleps, comma, mint juleps. (laughs) (laughs) The karate kid. (laughs) Lucy, my daughter. Uh, H-O-G-K-L-M. I'm thankful for my best friends. (laughs) Oh, Nerf Wars. (laughs) 
Ozias. I said I could probably do this. For, uh, wow, <laughs> you've already missed some uh, alphabetical. Well, you're you're not going to get all the letters though. Uh, P. What am I thankful for? P. Pockets. Hot pockets. Pockets. Comma. Hot pockets. <laughs> hmm. Uh, uh, um. Man. Let's see. <laughs> Quarks. <laughs> Quarks. Quantum physics. There we go. Yeah. Quantum physics and all the science fiction novels it's generated. <laughs> R- rocks. <laughs> A, B, C, D, F, G, H, I, J, K, L, M, N, O, R, L, M, N, O, P, Q, R, S. Um, <laughs> Star Wars. <laughs> New Star Wars movie coming out. I'm thankful for that. Oh. We are really materialistic jerks, by the way. Based <laughs> yeah, on, no kidding. Well, besides Jake, he loves two of his kids. <laughs> uh, Thanksgiving dinner. <laughs> <laughs> Lame. <laughs> Umbrellas. Uh, T-U-V. Uh, thankful for victory <laughs> over my enemies. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not good at this kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what about Bob, the movie? You've got uh, not that Wassel or whatever. Um, uh. Whales. <laughs> the WWW, the World Wide Web. Wolf. Gene Wolf. The great science fiction novelist. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yes. Wowzers. Uh Xfinity, <laughs> oh. my internet service provider. Q, is that what do I got? Z. Why? Why? Uh, I'm thankful for why. What starts with why? <laughs> Yetis. Yaks. <laughs> yo-yos. Yaks. Yo-yos. Yo-men. Yetis. Uh, yo Yo. I'm thankful for. No, I'm not thankful for. Uh, let's see here. Yesterday. Oh. I'm thankful for. Young men? No, that's creepy. <laughs> <laughs> Young ladies. Um, let's see. Uh, I'm thankful for. Uh, what starts with why? Is there um, not, not thankful for the band? Yes, can't stand them. I'm really drawing a blank here. Yams. No, I hate yams. <laughs> not thankful for those. I'm thankful for yarn. Yarn. <laughs> Authors that can tell a good yarn. <laughs> Uh, I'm thankful for, uh, no, not really zombie stories. I'm not a big fan of those. I'm pretty sure you both have lost multiple times. <laughs> yeah, I, well, yeah, we, yes. Thankful for zapping laser guns and cool movies. <laughs> <laughs> there you have it, folks. We can have ended on a more profound note than that. Zapping laser guns and cool movies. <laughs> Thank you to all our listeners. We are certainly thankful for them who have listened to us all the way through this quite possibly the best podcast ever recorded on any subject. Uh, the Sound of Sanity was produced by Benjamin Solzer. It was, uh, no, no, no. The Sound of Sanity was engineered by Benjamin Solzer. It was produced mm-hmm. by Nathan Amerson. It was engineered by, oh, I should really have my notes in front of me for this part. The Sound of Sanity was produced by Benjamin Solzer. Uh, nope. The Sound of Sanity was. <sighs> Produced by Nathan Alberson, engineered by Benjamin Sulser, and executive produced, like all fine... mm, I will do it right this time. (laughs) Okay. 
The Sound of Sanity was produced by Nathan Alberson, engineered by Ben Sulser, and like all fine Warhorn products, executive produced by Nathan Alberson and Jake Mitzel. For more fine content, visit warhornmedia.com. And if you guys like the show, don't forget to rate and review uh, wherever you get it from, whether it's Apple Podcasts or anywhere else. We appreciate it. It really helps us out. It doesn't cost you a penny and uh, really, really helps us out a lot if you can uh, give us a nice rating or review. And speaking of costing you a penny, if you want to support our work, you can visit Warhorn media.com click the give button up there and uh, write a handy tax deductible donation as you approach the end of the year a handy tax deductible do- donation ben i don't know if they're it's pretty good handy. Yeah. it's not as good maybe as a candy tax deductible donation <laughs> that it's would be sweet <laughs> wait a minute <laughs> but that would have been maybe better for halloween <laughs> happy holidays everybody and until next time stay safe